Evening, John. Evening, Rob. Hi, Reese. Okay. Hi, man. How you boys doing? It's uh, so week two of the mini pod. Hashtag the ads. A little filler podcast between our main episodes. Uh, how are you feeling, boys? What's uh, what have you been up to this week? Um, I've been doing quite a few videos this week, recording videos out and about, which has been nice to get out the house. Um, so I published a couple of them online um, on Twitter, which have gone on quite well. So that's been quite nice. Good stuff. I've been, funnily enough, um, I've been in the video world myself. I've been uh, producing some training content, which is very unusual for me. Um, I'm sure the listeners will know I generally work in a finance department. Um, but I've been doing some training videos on how to use some of our systems, uh, putting on some audio. So quite fascinating. Been dipping into your world a bit there, John. Uh, don't want you getting too worried. But, you know, <laughs> I'm picking up new skills, mate. Have you threatened already? Treading on his toes. That's what it is. So you've been doing some voiceovers on on the videos and stuff, Reese? Yeah, we're doing voiceovers. Very bizarre. I, I could I've, have got I've, me to do that. I could have done Bob, but didn't want to pay I you. Didn't think much. you'd be worth it. Not sure you followed <laughs> the script. Very odd thing, though. I don't think I've got the deepest voice anyway. But what I've noticed when I'm recording these voices, I go very soft and very high. <laughs> it's a very non-threatening voice. Yeah, and I, do you know what? I've always wondered about that. And, I, and I, I actually know somebody who's gone into the world of, of voiceovers, so maybe we'll try and get him on one day. Um because I find it quite a fascinating career. He does some um, impersonations as well, as well as accents and stuff. And I've always wondered, is it that you've got a type of voice that falls into that type of world? Or is it that you're just really good at accents or impersonations and then you think, oh, I can do these things? Um, Because, yeah, I haven't got a voice for that plus i can't do accents plus i can't do impersonation so i'd never get into that world just gotta be as i say so i don't know what it sounds like it might sound awful but it would be so bob what have you been doing this week lots of inflection so bob bob give us a voiceover um for what advert just give me just give me something give me well, a... it's got it's got to be food related for you so oh, how, how about um time of year let's go let's go for a, the the cabri's cream egg rob Oh, good chat. So sell it to us with your your voiceover voice, not not your natural voice. So you've got to inject enthusiasm, interest, and and make it very you know tonal. Oh, I need a script. How about this then? I'll to, have make to, write, it, to make yeah. to make it to make it easier for you. Go on. Let's think of something we already know. So Marks and Spencers is quite a good one, where they say yeah. um, it's not any old. Rubbish. No, Rubbish. No, no. No, yeah. What do they say? This, this is not just yeah. a Cadbury's cream egg. This is an M&S cream egg. There I, I like it. You're that. ripping off two different brands now. This is good. <laughs> this is good. That's two sets of lawyers we'll deal with, but that's fine. I think there's, there's another merger there, like we mentioned in the last podcast with... Uh, what, Marks Sh- and Cream? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> cream and Spencers. Um, <laughs> where we had Jim Shark and Volkswagen, remember? The, the VW Shark. So yeah. maybe we can have the <laughs> M&S cream egg. So, so come on then, Rob. So we could have just a yeah normal cream egg, but with like a, a Percy Pig filling. Ooh, creating a new that new product nice. as well now. Yeah. Go on then. The new Marks and Spencer cream egg, Cadbury's cream egg, but with a filling. Why did you do it like James Bond? The name that was, that was what I was going cream for. Cream egg. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You just imagine me in the advert now wearing a tux and. I imagine you eating, eating a cream egg and the state of your beard afterwards. <laughs> that's something different. Rob, t- you'd be like the new milk tree guy. <laughs> so he's trying to get on telly already. Absolutely. So, Rob, we haven't asked, what, what have you been up to this week? What, what have you been doing creative? Um, not much. It's been a quiet week this week. Um, I have been making a note of all the different brands as well. I went shopping the other day. Right. So I was, well, well, my dad was just wandering. Um, what do you mean? Was... You're making a note of the brand? You've been walking around a shopping, just making <laughs> just a shopping list. Not making a shopping list. No, just sort of making a, a mental note of all the different brands and how they stand out. Brand awareness. Do you know what? Brand awareness. I, yeah. I, I might have mentioned this before. I can't remember. But one of the um, one of the books that I've got at the moment is uh, Logo Design Love. I think it's called. Was it a free gift? 
No, it wasn't. <laughs> well, well, technically it was because it was a Christmas gift. But um, yeah, Local Design Love, I think it's called. Uh, there's two books. So I got a second one. And there's a really good um, task, I suppose, in there of when you wake up in the morning and you go into the kitchen downstairs or whatever. Yeah. Have a look around you and see if you notice all the different logos that are dotted around you that you don't... What, in your kitchen? Yeah, whatever, in your house. So if you look around you in the room you're in now, see what you can spot. So instantly I can see Panasonic on my TV, Sony on the DVD player. Oh, look at him showing um, off. When we get talking about our Technics equipment. <laughs> Unfortunately, IKEA don't put a stamp on the outside of their furniture, otherwise it'd be IKEA as well. <laughs> um, no, but you know what I mean? It's that thing, if, if you walk around, you don't realise... Um, subconsciously they they go into your mind mm. as you're walking around yeah um so what rob is saying there although he was physically making a note uh in his yeah. little notepad i think no, if you his mental notepad it was his mental, mental notepad, notepad yeah i can imagine you just writing on the back of your hand and then you get home and you've got like a tattooed arm full of <laughs> full of all these different brand names so come on then, bob so you you went around your dad was doing the shop and you went around and you made a mental note because you were working hard you do wanted to contribute to the podcast so reel them off list list what brands you saw in a shop um the one that stands out was tanax for the tea cakes <laughs> so this is again this the is shop all would you be to this tea cake aisle um about halfway and i was just just you're kind of looking but without looking and um you, the, the only sort of ones that stand out are the sort of the bright colors but you the, were um, looking you said you you were purposely looking. Yes. And yes. All you not... can remember is Tanux tea cakes. It stood out. Yeah, that was the one that stood out. We had brief chat the other day, Rob. <clears throat> so I know you've been up to a bit more than I. You, first of all, just for the listeners, happy birthday, Rob. Birthday Thank you. was uh, this week. So yeah. Um, how old are you now? Forty-three now. So now we've got to try and get a forty-three-year-old an apprentice instead of a forty-two-year-old. Yeah, it's not um, good, is it? So you more experience, though. No, it's good. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hopefully, there will be some creative agency that maybe take on um, older people, a bit like B&Q do. Yeah, good to that. So you never know. There might be a place for you somewhere. Yeah. But when we were talking the other day, um, you said you went away for your birthday and you were taking um, video and, and photos and stuff. So I suppose you've been creative then. Yes, it was um, it was my go at um, Bob versus Nature version two. Yeah, so I, I did I did see. receive a photo of two black sheep, um, asking if they'd be tasty. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure if if you were in the wild doing a bit of butchery. Um, so what you've done there is you've gone the complete opposite of of um, man versus nature. You've gone Bob versus. Lamb. Lamb. <laughs> so on that note there of uh, Bob versus nature, Reese, have we had some feedback, correspondence about, about Rob's video attempt? If yeah, we, we have. That. And, and hopefully we? The, oh, okay. we have. And, and yeah. um, <clears throat> it's out there um, on our Twitter feed. Uh, should you wish to go and watch this true epic yourself. Um, we had Ellen, Ellen actually, um, the guest from last week. Um, yeah. Sorry, from two weeks ago. It was, it was Elliot last week. Um, so Ellen uh, got in touch, having watched that, um, as did Mike Richards. Both on a similar sort of thing, Bob. theme, Bob. Okay. The fact that I think what alarmed them was you, you shot it in portrait and not landscape. Was there any thinking behind that? Um, no, I didn't know you had to do it, certainly. Why, why do you think it's important to shoot things in, in landscape, or better to shoot things in landscape? Um, I'm guessing because you can see more. It's more mm. of a bigger picture, isn't it? Bigger picture? Yeah. What size is your telly? Um, the one downstairs is 32 inch. And is that portrait or landscape? Oh, it's landscape. <laughs> well, of course it is. You're not going to have a... <laughs> yeah, I've, I've clicked now. Yeah. See? Yeah. yeah. So if you're, if you're doing things... In portrait, it won't show because you'll have those two edges on the side, won't you? You do have the, the two edges. Yeah. yeah. But in like, landscape, it'll fill the whole TV. Like years ago, can you remember, boys, when I think when VHS was dying a bit of a death, they started releasing like the cinema cut 
and yes. you'd have the two black there was two and lanes a tiny the little the line in the middle and you couldn't really see what was going on there <laughs> yeah 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 trying to make it cinematic but you're actually cutting off half your tv <laughs> yeah. but it's like and i know i know one of your favorite um tv stations uh robbie's um gold uh, yeah like and when you settle down for um a last of the summer wine you'll notice because of the way it was shot back in those days again you've got these two bars because yeah. they didn't shoot it in portrait no, I know. Because back in those days, tellies were square. They were. Yeah. They were tiny as well, weren't they? God, <laughs> remember those days? Uh, they were tiny on screen, but they were huge behind. Yeah. You had to get yeah. up to change the channel as well. You oh, did. I'm not that old. Well, <laughs> or if you were sensible, like I'm sure you did, and as I did, you'd fashion yourself some big old pokey stick. <laughs> I always found a snooker cue was good. Good choice, yeah. Send one of the uh, family members up. Can you go change the tally? Do you remember? Um, <laughs> do you remember the watches uh, that would turn the TV over for you as well? Do you remember no. them? No, it might have been like Cassie or something like that. Um, if you Google it, there, there was a watch you could get that you could actually turn the TV over using your watch. Really? And uh, yeah, they were, I'm sure. I'm sure people used to like walk past people's houses by the window and then try and turn the TV over. <laughs> Yeah, but look, definitely. And I'm surprised there's nothing out on like Apple Watches or Fitbit or something mm. um, that allows you to do that. Yeah, but you can download remote controls on your phone now anyway, can't you? You can, yeah. Which yeah. was always a great thing when I first did. It was able to turn off the girlfriend's telly in the other room. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it took her about a week. <laughs> uh, you're not childish, are you? No, not at all. <laughs> Uh, it is useful, though. You're right, because like, I've got um, a Roku app on my phone where it connects to the Roku Stick Now TV, um, and you can just control that. So if you can't find the remote control or the batteries are gone, you can load that up and, and, and use it, which is very clever technology. Yeah, it is, but we're, we're still, I think, you know, we're, we're a group of old men. I think we can quite happily agree on that. Surely it's now just talking to your TV. With all of the smart assistants, it's, it's telling it what you want to see, and it will turn over and watch it for you. Well, it won't mine watch it for doesn't you. do that yet. No, God, no. Yet, no. I don't think it understand my accent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. I just put um, another Alexa up in the study. So when I'm working from home now, um, it's quite useful. So we're going downstairs in the kitchen. So I'm going upstairs now, and I'm enjoying that. Just the ease to check on some sounds whenever. Do you um? Do you ever log into your account because you can review what you've asked Alexa to do so you can actually listen to it? It keeps a, a, a history of it. Oh, no. It's very interesting to do, especially yeah, after, it does let you do that. after perhaps a, a, a night where you've had a, a few beers and maybe a few more um, <laughs> to, to listen just to how – and it generally, it generally gets to the point in the night where Alexa stops understanding you and you just get frustrated. Yeah. Stupid machine. <laughs> and then Shut you listen up, Alexa. back the next day yeah. and it's like – Oh dear, you're very incoherent. <laughs> yeah, I, I spent a good like ten minutes the other day googling f- how to get Alexa to understand my voice <laughs> because I thought there must have been a setting somewhere where I needed to do some sort of um, configuration for my voice because I did it when I first had. I think you say hello or whatever, um, but because it was connected to the one downstairs, it was already done. But I was. I was assuming because I bought this new one, it just wasn't recognizing me. I was getting so fed <laughs> up upstairs. Uh, and then you just go like, oh, Alexa, just play absolute 90s. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, it's, it's very clever technology. Um, back to the, the video recording, Rob. I think that that's key there, that kind of thinking ahead of your audience as well as the technology that you're producing for. Yeah. Um, and... You know, over the years, I've definitely been caught out with with things like that, where you, especially on, say, social media, where you take a photo and you do it um, portrait, and then if you put it out on something like Twitter, it gets cut off, and then you've got to expand it to see the full photo. Yeah. Um, and, and I do that, you know, these days as well. You often like to take a quick photo, then you upload it, and you're like, oh, crap, I should have done it the other way around because you can see it in full straight away then. Um, so that's really important, I think, when it comes to producing content and stuff like that. It'll be okay once I've got my own uh, camcorder. Camcorder? Camcorder. He's so old. Are you going to have a steady cam as well? 
Are they not around anymore? I don't know. I'm not sure. um, yeah. Well, they are, yeah, but you... <laughs> They're probably just... that sort of retro um, <laughs> way that people, you know, <clears throat> gone back to Polaroids. And Polaroids <laughs> take a terrible photo. Oh, they do. It's, it's shocking quality as well, yeah. But, yeah, it's that nostalgia and it's that hipster sort of thing mm. where they think it's great. I mean, they were really expensive. You were paying, like, a quid per photo. Um. You had to stand up for about five minutes, waving it in the air to dry it out. <laughs> Awful things, but yeah, camcorder. You don't need a camcorder, Bob. You've got all of this on your telephone. Your phone, yeah. And you, if you've got a decent phone, Rob, um, you can also get like um, lenses to attach to it. Um, so it goes over the camera yeah. part, oh, the I'll lens try part. That. Um, yeah, and you can pick them up so they have different like widescreen and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. Depends on what you want to do really in terms of what you want to film um but yeah camcorder i wouldn't bother <laughs> okay I'll, I'll just look to upgrade my phone first then okay. although if we do have any listeners out there just about loading a, a camcorder into the boot of the car get in touch with us we'll take it off your hands for probably no, no charge at all i think would be our preferred rates uh, and we'll get it to you bob see what we can do with it yeah yeah i'm sure you make something out of it Trouble is, I don't. I don't think. I'm not sure how you'd now connect a camcorder up to a TV. This is it. You know, when was it? It was a few months ago during pandemic. I think it was. Um, I found some old tapes that we had, and they said on their um, wedding, um, honeymoon, and uh, like just from years ago. Um, so I had a look online because we didn't have the camcorder. We just had the tapes, and they were the little like. DVs or something they call it, I think. Little mini ones, yeah. Yeah, so, um, yeah, mini DVs, I think they were called. Uh, found a company who actually converts some fuel. Um, and it's fantastic service, to be fair. Send them off in the post to them. Um, they convert them, and they send you a link then to download them from just from, like, Google Drive or something. Yeah. Um, and that was really good because we could look back at that footage. But that's the kind of footage I imagine you would capture using a camcorder <laughs> these days. And you can do better than that on the phone. Okay, I'll try it. <laughs> On the note of um, video production, Rob, um, I remember Ellen was say Ellen Manning was saying um, how sometimes she'd travel the country to record interviews, etc., and then yeah. back to the office to do editing and all that kind of stuff. Well, I'm reading um, a history of Welsh football book at the moment. And they talk about the 1925 FA Cup final, I think it was. Um, yeah, when Cardiff were in it, and then they won it two years later. But listen to this piece out of the book, which I found fascinating. Um, film of that FA Cup final was to be delivered to Cardiff post-haste to air, uh, by aeroplane. There was a backup plan if the plane was unable to land at Ely Racecourse. The film will be tied up carefully in a sack and dropped out of the aeroplane attached to a parachute. There in the words, <laughs> official cup final film. Whoever picks this up and delivers the package to the cinema to which it is addressed will receive a reward and also a free pass to view the screening of the film. Sadly, cinema viewers would see Cardiff lose, but the Bluebirds would return a couple of years' time to win the cup. <laughs> so, obviously film it and then get it back then the footage um to be shown in the cinema where people yeah. wouldn't have known the the score or anything then either potentially um what do you think about that that's interesting isn't it yeah because you yeah you wouldn't have thought about the um sort of the news afterwards and the um the replays because, like, we are just very lucky at the moment. You yeah, know, in, instant everything yeah, is. is. You can instant, text, yeah. you can send, you can email. Yeah. So what year was this? 1925. So I'm not sure what the urgency would have been. It was just for people to, to see it, to watch it, I think. Yeah, but but I don't understand why you couldn't have got in a car or a train or on a horse. Why did it need to be an aeroplane dropping something? There, there was No one could have logged on to, online and checked the scores. That's or, true. Would have heard it. Yeah. Well, the telly wouldn't have been around, so they just would have stayed away from the radio. Yeah, and yeah. So instead, was... you've got nutters lobbing films out of planes. <laughs> I know, yeah. But I just found it fascinating that yeah, you're right. There's the urgency, and I suppose that was the buzz of maybe the FA Cup at the time as well um, to get it back for people to watch. But I just found it really interesting 
how we can now upload to Drive or online um, storage and access it somewhere else with a click of a button um, mm, yeah. and how different that is. So we didn't realize how lucky we are, which is, uh, I find it quite fascinating. Or how unlucky you are. Sometimes I guess it, there is a reverse that as well. I was trying to stay away from the, I was one of the few people that hadn't really watched Line of Duty. Um, so <laughs> I thought I'll give it a go. Started watching and watching and watching. So I caught up with about three or four series. It was impossible to stay away from the end of the last <laughs> series. And I purposely thought, well, if I can avoid it, I will. So I, I won't watch certain programs. If I hear it come on the radio, I'll turn it down. So I'd done all I could. Walked into a shop and on the front page of one of the newspapers was a picture of who H is. And it was like, ah, oh, well, there we are. Spoiled it now. Well, yeah. Yeah, you're right there. There, there is always two sides, isn't it? And um, yeah, when you get spoilers without actually wanting to know. Yeah, and I just can't believe it was the bloke mm. from Steps after all. It was like, oh my God. That's <laughs> but there we are. I probably will watch it at some point. Brilliant. Um, on a on a plus side, though, Bob, um, Ellen. Once we'd reply to Ellen to say, you know, we are proud of you for trying, Bob. Yeah, um, it was my first time as well, so I'm, I'm guaranteed to make a few mistakes. First time using your phone. First time no. you ever made a video. A professional. Well, 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 I say, well, I say professional well. very lightly. But... Mate, there was nothing professional about it. You wobbled in a field <laughs> with a three sixty. On take two, don't forget. So it wasn't take one, it was take two. It would, yeah. The car that would, or the way you described it was beautifully framed. It starts with a van and it ends with a car. No, it was some clapped or banger in the distance driving towards <laughs> you. It had, the sound was just whistling of wind. You didn't put any music on it. Professional's not how I'd describe it, Bob. To be fair, Reese put music on there. Seven of the go, I think, yeah. You're yeah, going to do another, a, version out there. another version of... Yeah. Or do a, a remastered version of that one. <laughs> the director's cut. Um, I think people that. have seen that now. They probably want something else. <laughs> okay. The, the, tell you why it's good now, Rob, because the weather's changing. It's getting really nice. It's yeah. very sunny. So the more light you got, the better quality you can get when you're capturing some footage outside. Okay. And a tip that I can probably give you is... Try and go to places where you would normally go with a camera. <laughs> I'm not sure what you're doing. Expand on that, John. So, so instead of just standing there holding your phone, yeah. you know, go down on the floor, change the angle, <laughs> maybe or up high, looking down, that type of thing. So, do you remember when we were speaking to Alan, um, and she was talking about like drone footage? Um, and different angles and stuff, GoPros and all this kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah. You can do some of that with a phone if you're down on the ground looking upwards, you know, all that kind of stuff. So try and be a little bit different and creative. A little bit creative. Now, obviously, we don't want you to go out and spend a fortune on a drone. So why don't climb you... climb a tree. You could climb a tree, or yeah, I'm thinking maybe you could sort of tie your phone onto the end of a fishing rod and then just whirl that round your head a couple of times. <laughs> John, have we had any feedback about Elliot's episode? Any correspondence? Good news, Rob. Um, we've had quite a few shares for the Elliot episode um, around printer marketing. Um, a few have been linked to Elliot. Um, so where he works, uh, resource, uh, they've got in touch and just used the GIF with uh, Ross Geller of Friends, clapping with the um, with the tagline, so damn proud. <laughs> very good. But do we know um, if they're, very, if they're yeah. so damn proud of Elliot or of uh, of Bob? I'm assuming Elliot. It's probably right to assume that. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. Assuming Elliot, because um, he made it onto the podcast, so they were proud of him there. And it's good that they've got a connection, which he obviously loves working there, and um, and it's a great place to work. So they replying. And then the other one there, which is Com's Hero. Um, which he talked about on the podcast, which is uh, like a really good network for comms type people. Um, and they retweeted just saying, you know, our very own comms hero earlier talking about his career via resource and his love for print, um, which is really good. And I actually went on uh, one of the comms hero events this week, um, which was really good. And one of the things they do on there is um, called comms room 101. Um, very interesting. You can see it on YouTube. I highly recommend where 
people or guests, they get a panel and people are able to put in Room 101 things that annoy them about being a comms I'm just going to stop you there, John. Is um, this something you've appeared on? <laughs> may have in the past. It's, it's all about selling himself he again. He was selling it then, wasn't he? Yeah. You could tell. <laughs> Um, no, I'm thinking we can steal their idea and we can put stuff <laughs> we, in the We bin. could do it better. We could go room 102. Yes. Just about branding. <laughs> uh, but um, no, it's, it's, you know, like we talked last time, it's a good network and um, it's definitely well worth a watch or a listen. Um, and then again, what he mentioned in the pod was um, one of the campaigns, which is called Desk Buddy, which is like a furry cactus on uh, people's desks. And Desk, Desk Buddy has got his own Twitter Twitter profile, and he replied and said, I "Bet I don't get a buddy mention." Taught him everything he buddy knows, <laughs> and, he, and and he's a he's a sales sensation. Elliot's forgotten about me, so yeah, I don't know if he did mention him. I think he did. Have you got a Desk Buddy somewhere around uh, there, John? I've yes, I have. I think I might have showed it on the podcast. All about the um, yeah, <laughs> um, a big uh, a big shout out as well to um, Geraint, who is executive director growth and development at Platform Housing, um, who follows us and um, we give him a follow. And he he tweeted us with a picture of his dog with a thank you for following him as well. Oh, well, so, thank you, um, Geraint, and thank nice. you, unnamed dog. Or we we got a name. Um, no, he's got a little message saying, hello, Brandy Podcast. Thanks for the follow, Geraint. So I don't know if Geraint's the dog or the man. <laughs> Probably the man, but Geraint, if you want to let us know um, our four-legged follower's name, then um, we'll give we'll give, um, give him a shout-out next time as well. Yeah, and Reese, I did notice your reply to Geraint, which I really liked, which was hashtag get Bob a dog, which could be another spin-off My podcast. My cat would not be happy. What was your cat doing? Um, in she then, brought Bob? the mouse in again, bitch. So I was trying to just <laughs> chase her out and then lock the door behind her. Uh, you do know that John's going to have to bleep that out because we are going for not adult <sighs> content. Okay. Even bitches <laughs> in dog. Yeah, uh, right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> just, I just cut in. So, um, so yeah, that's it for the correspondence this week then, boys. Um, should we get on to uh, the next part of the pod? So, hang on, John. You mean there was nothing in our mailbag? No one had actually written a letter to us? Unfortunately not, not but um, if you remember, if you remember, Reese, Rob did say, we'll wait till next time before we yeah. give out names and addresses. So that's what it is. We haven't given out our address. <laughs> that's very yet. true. So they can't so, send anything Of course. In. To the... Uh, to the avid listener who will listen to the yeah. end of this episode, Rob will leave his name and address so you can get in touch. If he doesn't, you do know he lives somewhere near Talbot, Talbot Green. Lantrissant. Lantrissant. Oh, Common. Sorry, correct. So you can find him around there lurking, <laughs> making videos. If, if you see anyone or jogging down the, the street with, with a, yeah. a camcorder climbing a tree... <laughs> Most likely going to be him. Um, and for everyone else, so uh, Bob, um, what's our Twitter handle? How can they get in touch um, with us? It is on Twitter. It's at the branded pod. Okay, so um, for those of you that listened uh, last week, uh, you remember that Bob had the ultimate dream of his life. He explained to us what it was and. We, John and I, you know, we like to encourage Bob. I know sometimes you think we give him a hard time, but it's, it's only because we see the potential in him that, that we're hard on him because we want him to fulfil his ambitions and all of his dreams. And this particular dream was to eat a breakfast in a tin. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, just, it just sounds awful. But of course, this is all about Brandon, not just about Bob and his belly. So we thought perhaps... Maybe he could do it in the style of a food blogger. Give us a food review, uh, take some photos, uh, or take a video. I think I think Bob went. I went photos, photograph. Yes. Was that Bob? Yeah, yeah, yeah. After after the state of your last <laughs> video, probably for the best. So, over to you. Tell us about this life's ambition, life's it goal. It was um, 
it was an ambition fulfilled, um, but it wasn't as good as I thought it would be. Oh, and that's okay. a teaser. So that's a yeah. teaser. Um, so do you want to tell us initially, so so what time of day did you have your breakfast? Um, it was lunchtime. So, yeah, I, know right. it okay. was, <laughs> I was half asleep in the morning, so I just had cereal. Um, then I was hungry about half 11, 12. So I thought so I was raiding the cupboards and seeing what was there. And I remembered that I'd bought this breakfast in the tin. So I thought I'd try it and do the reviews. Okay. So have you have you written a review? I've for got this photos then? and I've got a, a mental review, but I've nothing written down yet. Okay. Before we have your mental review, then just a couple yeah. more questions. So it was lunchtime that you had your yeah. breakfast in the tin. Um, how did you cook your breakfast? Um, it was in a microwave. Right. Okay. And how it was, was it served? served on a plate? And was there any side um, dishes with it? Yes, there wasn't actually a lot in the tin, so I had to have some toast as well. So I made toast in the toaster. Okay. And I had that as well. Made toast in the toaster. Okay, very good. Um, and was there a beverage served um, with the, the breakfast? I think it was coffee at the time because it was, it was still, yeah, okay. it was before the afternoon. So I'm still drinking coffee. Okay. So John, any questions before he launches into his mental review? Yeah, I've got some questions. So I just want to kind of roll back really before you purchase yeah. said tin. Um, from a branding perspective, was there anything that made it stand out that, I really want to. I, I want to get that particular tin of of cooked breakfast. Or was it just all about the content? It was the it was the photo on the tin that stood out because it it looked really nice and really Whoa. appetizing. And what was um, it? It was the the tin with the breakfast, um, and it's got um, from the looks of it, it's sausage, beans, little hash browns, bacon, mushrooms, potato chunks. And it does look meant on the so, And sometimes you, you'll you see this in branding that they'll have a lovely shot maybe of a, of a table that's set with whatever they're selling and there might be a basket of bread yeah. and a glass of wine. And it'll just say serving suggestion underneath it because you're not getting all of that with your product. So were there other things on there or was it just a picture of what? At the moment, if I'm honest, sounds like vomit. Yes, I've actually zoomed in on the photo I, I've took um, of the tin and it does actually say serving suggestion. Oh, so what is the suggestion? Oh, the that was it. That was the photo. That's what I just, well, you explained. just explained yeah. what was in there. So yeah. it's not. It wasn't the contents of the tin. It was just a serving suggestion. And like we said there with the serving suggestion, very clever marketing technique. A um, little bit of lying, I suppose, going on there. It's like when you see um, McDonald's, Big Mac or something. And then when somebody shares a photo of them in real life, yeah. they're like squished yeah. down. <laughs> they're half the size and all that. Um, would you say, so on a one to 10, Rob, what would you say the content when you've seen in real life compared to the photo, how realistic was um, it? I mean, it wasn't very realistic. Um, maybe I just I cooked it too long in the microwave. Or the photo just doesn't show it as well. Um, but yeah, every, everything's there. So everything that was advertised on the tin is in the tin, which is always good. But they um, look the same. No. But again, that just it so, could be just okay, my cooking. So, and again, that's that's very clever marketing. Sometimes is that you have an idea of something, you turn yeah. up, and it's not quite. So that that probably was your first disappointment. Do you feel so? This product, do you feel having now sampled this product that was your dream? Do you feel that you would go back for it? Again? Um, probably not. No, I, I think it's something I've I've crossed off my list now, um, and I I don't need to go back to it. So it was a yes, once in a lifetime so. thing. Yeah. Although I have would got another you, tin in the cupboard would ready. Would you be? <laughs> yes, were they on they offer? Yeah. <laughs> oh, there we are. Uh, so you've got to go back. Yeah. 
just twice in their life. So, what? What about? Um, can you get swayed maybe by a different brand of breakfast? If there's others out there, yes. Consider that. I'm just wondering, would would they well, really be that different? Because I guess it's all different makes, isn't it? So, if I do find another one, I'll um I'll have a look. And maybe get that one and do a review or do a a comparison between the two. Comparison. Yeah, yeah a, a taste yeah. test. That's very good. Yeah. Yeah, and this would be really good content for uh, like social media or something, YouTube video, wouldn't it? You would just taste in your yeah your food. Do the food reviews. So come on, and give us your uh, your mental review in the style of a review, now, Rob. Do it properly. It was um, it was an experience. Let's say that it's um, from what I I'd imagined on the tin and what I'd seen on the photo. Um, what actually came out wasn't the same, um, and it was quite small as well. Um, hence why I had to have toast as well just to fill myself up. Um, but it was yeah, it was okay. I think out of a, a rating of ten, I'd probably. I'd probably go in easy and give it a six or a seven until until something Bloody else okay. sways me. We'll see. That's a very high school. But it was um yeah, it was it was deceiving. As you can see from the from the photos we'll put on online, um everything was kind of the same colour, so you couldn't really tell what was what. But it, it did taste nice. <laughs> yeah. Like a beige buffet. Yeah, nothing really stood out. I suppose because it's all mixed I guess in with so, the beans yeah. as well. Yeah, though. if you do, you know, cover it in beans. And it's probably soup. been sat in that tin for about yeah. six months. Yeah. It, yeah, it's all going to end up the same colour, isn't it? But it was... Um, what about the, um, the 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 tin then, Rob? Uh, the, what, what's the brand? And have they got a logo attached to it? Or does it just go all out with the, with the actual um, contents? The brand the outside, is the Full Monty. And the the logo on the side is Hunger Breaks. Yeah. Hunger Breaks. And did it break your hunger? It did, yeah. Yeah, I think with the toast as well, it was enough to to keep me going. Oh, so it wasn't the tin that uh, broke your hunger, the toast, <laughs> the top did it? Yeah, definitely. You could have had the other... Oh, I'm just looking at the picture now. Yeah, I've, I've just brought it up as well, and... You said that you were disappointed when it came yeah, out. Of the tin. <laughs> I'm looking. I'm just looking but at the photo. The photo tin does now look good on the tin, doesn't it? That scares me. No, okay. no, 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 it doesn't. Baked beans, <laughs> large sausages, yeah. potato chunks, <laughs> mushrooms, mini bacon steak, <laughs> mini beef cutlet. Yes. It. <laughs> yeah, perhaps it hunger weeps, maybe <laughs> not breaks. So, from I just this love picture, it. sorry, come on, John. I just love the photography because, like, ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't stop looking at it because, like, what Rob said, you look it at draws that, you in, doesn't that, it? That almost like <laughs> that almost looks like a, a exactly, big plate yeah. of breakfast you'd have in a like yeah, in your local so cafe. Cracking challenge. I imagine you just pour. I imagine you pull that out of the tin and the beans the beans are just covering everything. Well, yeah, we'll we'll put the photos online and as you can see it's um when it first comes out of the tin it's it doesn't look the best. <laughs> it's it's uh, the perfectly triangle wedge of hash brown in the centre of their photo. Where did the hash brown end up on your plate? Can you um, remember? I, I couldn't tell. Honestly, <laughs> I mean, if you are listening and you are, you know, you were the, the, the creator of the tin and you took that photo, please come on, because that takes some genuine skill. I don't know how long you would have been there rearranging that to make that's, it look almost edible. That's that's why that's why I think looking at, like you said, how it's real. It's, it's like... It's like they poured it out, heated it up, and then they had to like lift everything from underneath to the top. <laughs> squeeze of the beans in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's. I don't Maybe understand was... the beef cutlet either. No. 
it's probably because it is because it because it um it probably stays kind of fresher perhaps i don't know instead of does it go oh no it's got yeah. bacon, oh, mini bacon burgers <laughs> you know why they say that because it's not bacon it's mushed together and it's just all kinds they, of yeah yeah swept off the factory floor and reformed so you had that did you have your toast on the side or did you put uh, it underneath? just on the side yeah, and it's missing an egg. Yeah, so it's not a, it's not. A it didn't have chunks of eggs in it. No, no. I mean, that's the least of your worries <laughs> with that. Um, looking at looking at the tin itself, um, I don't want to stereotype or anything like that, but I imagine this is this aims that the audience they're aiming at. Uh, imagine like you know, builders type kind of like. You know, oh, I'm strong, man. I love a breakfast type of thing. Looking at the font that they're using, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's, it's almost it's like shouting to you. You need yeah. to have this yeah. breakfast. It's bold. I do like the black kind of um, the background on the tin and things. But, yeah. yeah. It's actually, I th- to be honest with you, I think if there is a market they're targeting, Bob, you are the type of person that they would oh, aim yeah. this at. Definitely. As you said, it was always your ambition. It was a dream for you. A breakfast in a tin is something perfect and ideal because it's quick, it's convenient. You bung it in the microwave for what I don't know. I think two it minutes, was, yeah, it? yeah. None of this standing around for ten minutes, nope. frying bacon, cooking sausages. No, 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 you've got it in the tin, in the microwave, bang. So you are their key market, and to be fair, you gave them six or seven out of ten, which is yeah. quite a high score yeah. in, in in my opinion. And if you needed to, Rob, you could eat it cold. Oh, I don't know. Would you? No, but you couldn't eat raw sausages cold. You have to cook. You have to cook um, with this. You could crack open it. It's could, already yeah. cooked. Yeah, if you were. So all you're doing is warming if you're up. Out of camping, you? and you couldn't make a fire. Yeah, you eat it cold. How how much did this experience cost um, you, then, Bob? I can't remember. I'll, I'll need to check my receipt and let you know. <laughs> but, but but it was on offer, so. I presume it costs less than the constituent ingredients if you were to go I'm with buy so, yes. and make a proper breakfast. Yeah. It'd probably cost more to recycle the tin, Reese. <laughs> Looking at the logo on there, I imagine I'd like to see if they've gone advert, like as in like um, a video, especially as we on the ads at the moment, um, because it's called hunger breaks and it's like something breaking through the tin there, isn't it? And you imagine, um, no, the, there's the advert, isn't it? Is it for um, some sort of indigestion tablets? And it goes, hunger strikes. What advert's that? And I am, well, I whatever that, that, was, that is. That was Snickers. Oh, is it? I think so. Oh, I might oh, be. That, so it's actually Google Cross Google and Blackwell Google. that make that make the Hunger Breaks breakfast. Um, where, which shop did you buy it from, Bob? And I say we, we don't mind giving away a bit of free advertising here. Um, it was in Aldi's, I think. Okay, well, I've currently got it up, in, it up in Tesco's. And yeah, me. Do you want to have a? Oh, so you've got it there. So I've got the price at ninety nine p. Yeah. See, that's not bad, is it? Ninety nine p for that an almost full breakfast makes it worst. So, <laughs> ingredients. So, what percentage was yep. do you do you think Bob were beans? Um, probably fifty. Fifty twenty nine percent. Really? Oh. Yeah. Uh, didn't mention it on the tin, but there's tomatoes in there. Really. Didn't know that. It's got bacon and egg bites, so there was egg in there, but only 5%. That's why I couldn't taste them. There's sugar, 3% bacon burger. Bacon burger. That just sounds awful. And the pork sausage contains 65% pork. (laughs) Mate. Look at this. On the front of the tin, it's... Oh, I need a drink for that. So, did you did you read the cooking instructions before you heat it up in the microwave? Um, you didn't, did no, you? 
No, because no. it says cooking instructions, hob. Yeah. Empty the contents into a pan and heat gently for five minutes, stirring occasionally. Do not boil. <laughs> you just nuked it in a microwave, didn't you? That's what I thought it said. I obviously didn't read it properly. So perhaps you're doing it a disservice. Well, look at this. This is marketing at his best, right? Mini beef cutlet, it says on the front, right? Yeah. You have a look at the uh, ingredients. Beef chop, 3%. <laughs> and in there, it doesn't mention anything about beef cutlet. No. It just says beef chop. Brilliant. There is a rusk in there, though. Yeah, I can see the rusk. <laughs> there's, there's quite a lot of things I can't pronounce in there as well. Um, I, I think, well, first of all, I'm not sure this is a valid review because you haven't followed their recommended cooking instructions. Okay, I, I might have to try it on the next one. Lucky's oh, got another turn. It's, yeah. They change, they just change it all the time. So in this description, it says for an all-day tasty fitter with baked beans, sausages, mushroom, pork and egg nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Rob. Is that a different one or is that the this same is, one? This is all in the same advert, but they can't they can't sort of agree from one product description to the information what actually is what. <laughs> this is what I mean. Like one is marketing and trying to give you the good stuff and then the other bit is what it actually is. Um, this is good. Product description. Um so it says what's in there. And then it says, hunger breaks delivers what it says. It curbs your hunger by delivering great tasting, quick meals for any time of day. Did it do that for you, Rob? It did. There we are. Job done. Well, that was with the toast as well, see. So, oh, I see you keep coming back know. to the toast. Yeah. I think, yeah. Well, there were eight know, reviews on... just on its own. There are eight reviews on the Tesco website, and it's got an yeah. average of 4.9 stars. So, Ooh, out of five, uh, one of them was, um, so this is on the 29th of January, 2021, a Tesco customer had this on Christmas Day. What a great <laughs> substitute. <laughs> oh, that's so sad. <laughs> oh, gosh. That's Christmas yeah. sorted, Rob. Keep your tin. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll get on uh, and, and put your own review on there. It seems there's, there's quite a few. Um, I think I will. Yeah, I'll... I'll... Try the second tin, and I'll start writing. Yeah. Okay, so it's it's onto the adverts. John, we remember yours from last week, the very memorable body form advert. What does the song go like? Bob, you could ask him to sing it. Um, I can't remember. It was, it was catchy, but I can't remember how it went. Go on, Reese. I, I, sang, it, I sang it last week, Reese. You can do it. Yeah, but it was your shame, so you, you should. It you was, did sing it was it last your week. advert, you John. You need to sing. There we are. He's made a ruling. <laughs> oh, body form, body form for you. That's it. That's how it was. Okay. So, Reese, what have you got for us this week? <clears throat> well, I don't have a shameful story like John. Um, <laughs> I wasn't running around the playground singing about sanitary products. Um, but I've chosen an advert that really stands out for me. Um, it's about 15 years old now, 15, 16 years old. And I remember watching it the first time it was on and thinking, well, what on earth? I don't understand how that connects to that. Um, it was, I think it, it at that point, it kind of changed how adverts were created for a while because everyone tried to jump on a similar sort of bandwagon. It was just genius. And, However, they I don't know how they came up with this. It would be fascinating to know whose idea it was because it's something that shouldn't work. Um, have a listen. So, yeah, that was the Cabri's advert from um, 19, oh, sorry, 2005, I think it was, 2006. Um, with a tagline, a glass and a half, which has long been their sort of tagline. Yeah. And it was just astonishing to see Phil Collins, who obviously was huge in the 80s. You know, very good song, I think. 
other people have uh, different opinions. So you've got that iconic song. You've got, obviously, that incredible drum solo that Phil Collins does. And it's all being done by a gorilla. There's a man in a costume, although there was initially some debate whether it was a real gorilla or not. And <laughs> this had nothing to do with Cadbury's Dairy Milk. It wasn't portraying it as, a, as you know, an aspiration product. It wasn't tying into anyone's life. They quick. I think they not long come off the back of um, sponsoring Coronation Street, which, and if you remember that they used to tag both ends of the episodes on Coronation Street. It was very tweet, it was very traditional, it was very what you'd yeah, expect from, from from a confectioner. And this was them just blowing out of the water, almost making a statement that chocolate isn't just for kids anymore, or we're not going to just advertise to kids. It's for everyone. And it was just, as I say, I, at the time, I've not seen an advert like that. And I, I don't know if you boys have got sort of memories of when you saw it, what you thought of it? Yeah, the um, well, the music for one, isn't it? Stands out. Um, like my choice last week. Obviously, different a different reasons. type of <laughs> um, <laughs> a catchy tune. Um, but yeah, everybody kind of remembers one the song, or they knew the song anyway. Um, Phil Collins fans or Genesis fans around the world would have liked that anyway. And then there was the intrigue around the gorilla, like you mentioned, you know, was Phil Collins inside? Um, does he play the drums for a start? I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> yeah. Does he? You don't know Phil Collins plays the drums. Is he? Well, I don't know. I know he's in Genesis, but is he a drummer then? <laughs> no, he was in Genesis. He was the drummer in Genesis and, and the singer, and then went on to a huge solo career. Um playing the drums so yeah he was a drummer and actually do you oh, know what? I didn't realize that that was part of the argument was was phil collins in it, yeah. was it him? and people yeah. asked him that in interviews yeah so that's what i mean there was the intrigue there and uh, you know reading about it as well it was the whole point of that advert was to try and make you go viral and be different um it was your normal your normal chocolate advert then um and Cadbury's needed to do something because they had a bit of a, a decline and um, had issues around uh, recalls and things like that that cost them a lot of money and they needed to do something different, um, which they did. And often you need to you need to be different and do something totally random for people to talk about it. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it was just different. I think it was a very brave choice. Because yeah. they could have played it safe and still been a bit different, but and we'll put the link on if or if you go on YouTube, I'm sure you, the the listeners will find it. There is nothing initially other than it says a glass and a half full production at the start to indicate that this is anything to do with Cadbury's Dairy Milk. Hmm. You sit there for I think the original advert, the original advert was about two two and a half minutes long when it first went out. But from what I remember, was it it was set in a was it a recording studio? But the Cadbury's colours were in the back or on the on the wall or something. Yeah, that's absolutely it was purple. That's the only yeah. thing I remember so about it. Yeah. You had the purple backdrop. I think there was white either side of it. And yeah. All the pa- all all that happened. And the camera was panning out. Wasn't yeah, it? the camera just panned across, and you saw a gorilla sat behind the drum kit while the music. And then obviously the drum solo. So the gorilla's mm. just sniffing and there's a close-up of his face. You can see it twitching and moving. And you're still not bloody sure what this is for. And then at the <laughs> very end, Gabby's Dairy Milk. And you think, what? <laughs> <laughs> and that yeah. one's always stuck with me. Just how being brave and being very different, it doesn't always pay off. But when it does, it's huge. Do you? Um, so it was part of a... A big campaign, a guerrilla campaign, that advert, social media, billboards, everything else. Um, how much do you think the budget was for it, Rob? Um, I don't think it was much, was it? Well, no, I was asking you, it's a question. Yeah. It's a guess. I, yeah, they would have had to pay for the guerrilla suits and maybe the, the drum kit. So, how um, much are you guessing at? So probably 
It, I don't know, in the region of say ten thousand pounds. Right. So he's not he's not talking about actually hiring the gorilla suit and buying the drums. He's talking about the whole campaign. So yeah, paying for advertising. Oh, you mean right? Oh, paying mean, for the advertising spots yeah. on TV, the billboards. All together, then that would probably be probably close to say I don't know about half a million. Half a million. I see. I would be. The, I'd probably be looking at twenty, thirty everything. million. I'd say because you got to first of all, you got to pay Collins, and he's not cheap. Oh, he's not going to give that away for nothing. <laughs> you. It was on major advertising spots. Um, as I say, the original prime time TV as well, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, prime time. Yeah. And I think the original advert was two, maybe two, three minutes long which is normally two or three adverts worth. And then, as, as you said, John, they followed up with a huge press campaign. There was billboards. So I, I'd probably put 20, 30 million on that. So um, you were both off quite a bit, either side, I suppose. Um, but it was, it was 6.2 million. Really? Wow. Yeah. But that was like 2007, wasn't it? So... Um, Gorillas are more expensive these days <laughs> yeah. because there's less of them. Well, <laughs> and he was a fake gorilla. No, it wasn't. That wasn't was, a real gorilla, was it? That was a real gorilla. It was from Chester Zoo. It was called Taby. And then they CGI'd the drum in then. No, no, he was trained. He was so. Yes. It, it, <laughs> It was a, a gorilla they rescued from a Romanian zoo, and that's what it had been taught to do. You're lying. <laughs> of course I'm lying. <laughs> but you went straight to Google. Yeah. I, you never know, do you? Well, no, the reason I say that it, it wasn't a real gorilla is because th- this kind of stuff has been done before with PG tips. <laughs> that's true and true. those were yes. real chimpanzees and they were yeah. real chimpanzees helping people move on which incredibly cruel of course it is but you know what I and mean, I bet they that... went on minimum wage and I bet I bet Rob would have been closer in terms of budget there they would have just bought the chimpanzees or hired them in and made them move yeah. stuff around probably gave them a packet of fags each and that was it <laughs> Yeah, so you know, but um, look at when I was watching the the video, uh, the advert. Something that disappointed me, which is weird, and you don't really notice it until you start watching. But how the are you going gorilla... to spoil this? Is it not in tune? Yeah, not not so much in tune. The gorilla seemed to be out of out of sync timing with that's... the with the song itself. John, it's a gorilla. It's a wild animal. <laughs> yeah, but. I notice these things all the time when we watch in um, TV programs where there's inconsistencies. So where one camera kind of cuts away and when it goes back, the person has got their arm in a different position. I think your your internet's probably lagging. There's there's no way. There's no way. And I have never noticed that. And I'm not saying I watch this on a regular basis, but... I'll try and watch it again just to check, but I, I'm just, sure yeah, the I'm sure the beat is out in in a few places, and it just annoys me a bit. It's Tommy Lee from Motley Crue all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, your your opinion's not important, uh, John. On this one, yeah, it's yeah. Bob. This is the ad. So um, I can't recall what body form scored. Again, I think it might have been a six or a seven. He does like six or seven. I think it, no, I think it was quite high. Yeah, it was the, quite, yeah. I think the, it was was a seven. See, the week. the problem is, I need to keep track. When I went first, I didn't realize it was such a competition. The way Reese has just pitched this, everything is a competition with Reese. <laughs> you, should, you should know just that. Just my life. I, yeah, but if exactly. I if I had known that at the time, I probably would have chosen an edible product like Reese has because Rob straight away likes chocolate. Will eat Cadbury's. We'll be up for this advert. Yeah, so you're on to a winner straight away. But, but what you'll notice when I was making my case for the advert, I didn't didn't mention hardly mention the chocolate or the chocolatey goodness that you enjoy eating so much. It was more focused on the actual the advert, the branding, how different it was, and how it did actually change for a short while the way that other um, uh, other products were being marketed because they tried to tap into. That genius. Or Genesis. 
or Genesis. <laughs> and also, you, don't, you didn't know Phil Collins was a drummer. I mean, <laughs> shocking. So, Bob, it's down to you to, 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 to score this. And I'm sure there'll be another opportunity in the ads later on in the series for you to come back with another one, John. So, so yes, don't get in a too big, too yeah. big of a sulk. Yeah, this is this is only round one, so it's okay. Um, it's a it's a great advert. Um, it's a great song to go with that advert, and like like you said, Reese, it's um, it was when it first came out. It was one of those adverts that you really didn't know what it was for until the very end. Um, but John's got me thinking about the the timing issue of the gorilla. So, but yeah, but that's just hearsay because you haven't gone and reviewed it. So you cannot I, I need say, to see it. I need to see it. Well, you can see it whenever you want. So let's say the timing issue is spot on. Okay. Score it. And if it's not, come back and tell us next week when you've watched it on our next ads. And if you wish to deduct points, you can. But what, what you're doing there is, you know, you're just taking away from... It doesn't take... If, if he's out by a, a semi-beat, it doesn't take away from how clever that advert is. It just means the bloke no, in the true. gorilla suit was a bit of a bad drummer. <laughs> yeah, and it, I got to put my point yeah. across here. I think it does take it away from it. And I um, suppose it's, it's, it's more than a beat. To... It's yeah. more on the beat when you look at it, Rob. Don't, what, don't what, listen what, to him. He's saying I am competitive. <laughs> well, what I would what I would recommend, Rob, is when you watch the advert back. Yeah. Have a have a piece of Cadbury's chocolate. Eat it, enjoy it while you're watching, and see if the drumming puts you off. If it puts you off your chocolate, I will. Yeah. But that's something that will happen in the future. So your score for today, the drumming is perfect. You remember the score today, if, if the drumming was perfect and it was spot on, I would say nine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, God, I have to agree. It, it was but a, I, I need to watch it, so I'll, I'll come back next week. Yeah. And I'm thinking... And you're quite right it's, it's, to deduct a point next week if if yeah. there is something wrong with that. Yeah, I'll agree with that. I'll take. I'll take. I the guess one it's point hard, hit. isn't it? Cause, yeah, because you can you can lip sync a song, can't you? But not drumming. Well, what do you think they used the to do? Time, on top getting of the, the timing spot on. <laughs> they did it for like thirty years on top of the pops. No. Yeah, and have you seen like... some of that footage? <laughs> yeah, it's true. I'm surprised Everything you've given top of the pops was life. I'm surprised you've sure. given it such a high score, Rob. When you. It's a great advert. No, yeah. it is a great advert. And it was an advert you... that people spoke about the next day when you went yeah. to work. Did you see that thing? And the song as well. Was that yeah, Phil did... Collins in there? He was out by a it beat. It was. It probably yeah, was yeah. Phil Collins then. It, it definitely got the, vi- <laughs> the, the viral feel about it and people, like I said, were talking about it and things. But I'm surprised he went so high given that he thought it probably Mate. cost around 10 grand. And then when, we said, when they said it was 6.2 million, he still thought, oh, it's good value for money. You're saying that you're surprised he went so high when he gave breakfast in a tin, which he didn't like, a seven. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> six actually, or seven. Six or seven. But your body be form the... advert was a seven. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be like the uh, the last round of Strictly Come Dancing where everyone's going to get nines and tens. <laughs> <laughs> it's extra points as well because it's food-based, so, you know. Yeah, well, I wasn't. I wasn't playing for that, but that was just a happy accident. <laughs> I'll be playing for it from now on, food based all the way. <laughs> um, no, that's a really good choice, Reese. Um, hold my hands up. It's, um, yeah, like you well said, it, it really, they really did the job on that. It was something completely different. Um, got people talking. Got the job done for for Cadbury's. You can't can't fault it really, apart from the drumming here. Yeah. <laughs> um so next week then lads we've got hal reynolds yeah um social media expert guru trainer um which will be really interesting um obviously as we build our followers on twitter hopefully she can give us some advice um and maybe give yeah. rob some advice on how to improve his social media yeah, do we I think, still need do, to bump up my figures, don't I? Do we think um, you're going to be the next social media influencer? Would that would that interest you? Is that something we can ask Hells about? Um, possibly, yeah. But I'm, I'm guessing it's a lot of hard work because it's it's her own company as well, isn't it? It is. 
But if so, we were to sort of we'll see. ask her how she got into it and, and you were to become an influencer, I guess you need to start thinking what sort of products you'd like to, to influence. Uh, clearly, yeah. it's not going to be the breakfast in the tin. No. I'll, I'll have a think ready for next week. I'll get some ideas down. So before um, before we head off and, and go on to next week's pod, um, a big shout out to, to Hal and their comms creative um, company because yeah. they celebrate, I think it's seven years um, this week. She put something out on social media. Um, so happy birthday to Hal and the, and the team there, her and her yeah. sister. So um, it'd be interesting... Birthday. It'd be interesting to um, to hear about her story next week and a bit more about that. So, um, yeah, it's a good time to have her on. So just thinking seven years, Bob, if you if you can soak up all her knowledge and wisdom, you could have, what, yeah. 20,000 followers? That's a lot more than I've got now. Okay, boys. Well, thanks for that. It's been a, a good mini pod again. Hashtag the ads. Hashtag get Bob a job. And, and we'll, uh, we'll see you. I'll see you boys on the next episode um, when we're going to get some social media advice from Hal Reynolds. Yeah, see you next Brilliant. time, boys. Thanks, boys. If you want to get in touch or slide into our D- DMs, what does that mean? Follow us on Twitter at The Branded Pod. Um, Rob, hashtag get Bob a job. <laughs>